Hello. Welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast, where we discuss mindful movement through dance and through life. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we begin, I want to share that I started my life coaching business where I help people live their most authentic lives by inspiring compassion and focusing on their journey instead of the destination. If you are someone who wants to be living your life on your own terms and want more guidance, then this is for you. If you DM me on Instagram telling me you came from my podcast show, you will get a free 30-minute consultation as well as $10 off your first session. My Instagram is at justine.wang underscore, which along with other promotions will be included in the show notes. Thanks for listening through this. Now let's learn a little bit more about our guest. On today's episode of the podcast, I have a conversation with Tanya, who is somebody that I've been working with since last year of November to really take care of my body. And I freaking love her. I freaking love this conversation. She's had such a great impact on my fitness journey, on my relationship with my body, and just an overall impact on my life. So, I am excited for everybody to hear this conversation. We talk about fitness, creating sustainability in our fitness journeys, and how to be more compassionate towards ourselves, whether that's in fitness or in dance or in business or life. Before I begin, here's some background on Tanya. She is a strength and performance coach and a co-owner of Movement Society from Los Angeles. She has invested in helping people commit to a sustainable lifestyle while achieving their greatest human potential through movement. Her greatest mission is to create safe and inclusive spaces for women, people of color, LGBTQIA community within the fitness industry. Her love for movement started since she danced at the age of seven with a focus in ballet, contemporary, and various choreography styles. From there, she was always seeking different ways to explore movement athletically and artistically. What gravitated her towards fitness was the ability to unlock one's potential by utilizing different scientific systems and the human connection. Training not only rehabilitated her chronic injuries, but it's elevated her day-to-day and athletic performance. These experiences have shaped her into the coach that she is today, and she hopes to be able to share her passion and knowledge with those that she crosses paths with. Again, thank you so much for listening, and let's get right into this conversation. Hello, welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wang, and today I am joined with the lovely and amazing Tanya, I can't say your last name, well, Nguyen. You can say Nguyen, or it's uh, pronounced Wang, but... Wang. Yeah, wing. I didn't know that. It's, there's like a, it's wing, like a wing, wing, <laughs> yeah. wing, wing, but like, wing. Um, yeah, wing, <laughs> with, with the wing. Okay, Tanya, <laughs> but but wing. but, but no one is like totally fine. It kind of gets the message across a little bit more. So Tanya, wing, Vietnamese, Vietnamese, Vietnamese American. <laughs> um. Yes, I feel you because my last name is Wong, but I'm so yeah. used to Wang. Wing, wing. Okay. Anyways, that's oh a gosh, really I did, I did. Wait, I did not know that. It's it's Wong, not Wang. It's Wong. This just like Wing and <laughs> Wang right. and Wong. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. This whole intro was just me trying to learn how to pronounce your name. Um. Anyways, hi. Um. Please say hi and introduce yourself. Yeah. 
Um, hi, everyone. My name is Tanya Wing, and I am uh, a strength and performance coach for artist athletes. And artist athletes in our realm are catered around dancers, performers, entertainers, actresses, um, actors, but not limited to because we also cater to those that um, that revolve around the realm as well. So videographers, graphic designers, if you're a creative, we consider you an artist athlete because we believe that there are athlete, athletic qualities in everything that we do, right? In every, in every type of work that we do. And um, on top of that, I'm also a co-owner of a facility called a Movement Society. Yes. Um, and yeah, we are a collective of trainers who are just really trying to continue bridging the gap between dance and athleticism to provide the physical and mental care, the health and wellness um, or dancers yes why not <laughs> love that um tell me first about how this became your path yeah um man I when I saw you write that question I was like damn this like just there's so many avenues right. to this yeah um and I guess if you may if you or you're mentioning path like in terms of like me becoming a strength and performance coach uh you know, I think I've always had like a love for, for movement right? and that stemmed from me being a dancer and, you know, I love the artistry of it. And, but there was also, I gravitated to the, um, the fitness side of it as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like at any other gym goer, I was going once every two weeks and I was that, that bitch, can I cuss on this? Am I yeah, saying? go for it. <laughs> I was that, I was that bitch who was like, Oh, Coachella's coming up. Okay, I need to lose ten to fifteen pounds these next two days. You know, and I—that was why I was going. And it wasn't—it wasn't a healthy relationship. It also wasn't a sustainable relationship. But I—I I didn't understand that, you know. And um, but in that sense, at least fitness existed in my life. But that's as much as I knew, right? right. And then there came came a point where, um, you know, I was very on and off with it, and you know, I, I had. I was maybe from like 2012 to like 20, 2015 was when it was very on and off. So I had just graduated high school and I'm like in the dance community. I'm, I'm partying a shit ton. I think if anything, I'm very literate in partying, you know? And so I had very, very poor habits. I was drinking a lot, doing drugs. I was like out all night, uh, with my teammates, we were dancing till like four in the morning because of rehearsals and then having to wake up the next day to maybe show up to school. Right. You know, um, I was very on and off with school at that time too. Not on and off in the sense like I was um, in and out of it, but I just wasn't really sure like if I would go to class or not because I just, it was easy to not to in college, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward, uh, I was on TM and it was like my, maybe my, fifth to sixth year in the collegiate scene and I just knew for myself that like something had to change you know and that was when I decided to move to San Francisco I got accepted into SF State I went to school out there because I was just like I need to get away from this scene because this is just like no longer serving me in any way and um if I stay in SoCal and I stay here I'm more likely to just continue on with what I was already doing and what I was used to and comfortable with right and um moved to San Francisco I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anyone out there. I kind of knew my roommate. He was a previous TM member too, but like old school. And uh, gee, don't kill me for saying that. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I was really lonely up there. I was really depressed. I wanted to move back ASAP. And it was one of those things that kind of like down upon me. Like, you know, you you can sit here and like mope all you want and like be sad and 
you know, uh, not enjoy this, this new beginning that I decide to like embark on, or I can make the decision to do something different. Right. Because, um, ultimately I just kind of realized like the choice was mine, you know, and that's when I started to pick up fitness again. And, um, I uh, got a new job and all that stuff while I was up there and going to school. But I think me diving to fitness allowed me to put myself in the picture again. And after all those like six years of like um, partying so much and like and doing and, and training and going to the gym for such vain reasons. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was like a paradigm shift for me when it came to fitness. It was about elevating my mood. It was putting me first. It was um, doing something that I actually enjoyed, you know, and um, that alone then translated to like how I started to carry myself outside of that. You know, I was uh, happier. I wanted to be outside more. I was more willing to talk, more likely to talk to people. And um, yeah, it was just kind of all around like a, a, a shift for my, my lifestyle, you know, and that's when I was like, wow, like, that's cool. I, and and I, I, I just kind of kept going on with it. And then things took a turn where like one day, so I had moved to San Francisco in um, January, 2016. I'm okay. sorry, um, not January, um, June, 2016. Okay. Sorry, June, 2016. And then, um, what do you call it? Wait, did I? I'm so sorry. I'm a little like, when did I? Honestly, no. I, I, yes. <laughs> I know, I, it might've been June, 2015. Okay. I just uh, up there to start the new year for school. And then it was January 2016 was like one night I woke up with like insane back spasms, like could not walk. I've never felt anything like this. Um, and I just like my lower back was like, it was just spazzing out. That's all I could say. It was a very unfamiliar feeling. And I just like my partner at that time, I just asked him, like, do you think you could like pick me up and just like put me on the floor? Or, like, I think maybe like, you know, back then I was just like, no, it's like the bed I'm sleeping on or I don't know. But um, it lasted basically like two weeks. And like from there, I was like mortified. Like I couldn't walk on my own. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep well. I couldn't do anything. You know, you have these like life, these like ultimatum, ultimatums in your head going on. You're like, is this the end all be all? Like, am I not, I know you're familiar. You're like, am I, is, am I going to die? Like, can I never yeah. dance again? Can I never walk again? You know? Right. And, you know, I was doing, I was going to like, I didn't know what to, what the fuck to do at that time. I was like, oh, something's wrong with my back. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to lose, um, I'm going to lose my spine. So like, yeah. I went to the chiropractor every single day. The chiropractor had me come every single day to get adjusted. And I was like hooked on it. Cause I just thought like, you know, it helped, it gave me instant relief. And I just thought like, if I just keep going, like I'm going to be fine, you know, you know, it carries on. Like I end up getting better, but, um, it wasn't the end. Like it kept happening throughout the months and then the years, but like within that time, luckily I was able to cross pathways again with my old friend, um, Aaron Noor. If you know of him, he's from Offset Med. He's yes. an athletic trainer. And just to clarify, like athletic trainers are like physical therapists, but they work with sport specific um, like teams. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I linked up with him and like, he kind of like helped me redefine my relationship with my body and movement and like what what I could do to help take care and recover and prevent what was going on with my body and you know no one before that I had gone to had ever talked to me about that you know everyone who like who I was in the hands of was like 
just random chiropractors that I would go to who told me things like you have a weak core or like you're misaligned, you need to get adjusted. And, you know, those are very like fear bearing thoughts that people like put into your mind because it doesn't give you any sort of solution, you know, but like Aaron kind of guided me who was like kind of the first person to kind of pave the way for me to realize that like your recovery is actually training, right? There are, there are weaker links in your body that are causing this type of pain, you know, because like your body's just going to find different strategies to move. Um, if one part isn't working at its most optimal, um, at its most optimal state. And we've talked about this before, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, that's when I was able to kind of look at fitness again. I was like, wow, fitness again is like saving my life. It took me out of depression. Right. It, it, It gave me a place to put myself first, but now, now in a greater sense, it's like aiding me out of pain. And that's when I, things are, started to kind of like shift for me. And I started to realize like, I can't be the only one, you know, we, we're surrounded by like injured dancers all the time who are throwing their bodies left and right and like not doing anything to take care of it or not having guidance at least. Cause I know the knowledge isn't, isn't as uh, accessible yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's when things like started turning to me and I'm like, um, I mean, if movement is the key of training is the key, like then this is what I want to do. I'm like, this is how I can still be a part of dance. Cause in the midst of like me talking to Aaron, like, uh, and getting help from him, like I was at a point also like pursuing dance, mm-hmm. but when this all happened, I was like, there's no way I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to dance again, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, dance is still very prominent in my life, but I, I think I take it as more, it's like, just like a passion that I get to like release, um, you know, my, my personal side with. And I, but on this side, like as a career, I get to still be in the dance industry and community, but just a different perspective and a different outlet, you know, and um, that's how I became a strength and performance coach uh, with just a lot of emphasis on like working with athletes who are chronically injured or in chronic pain. Love that. Um, but I do want to know, so what caused the the back spasms? Um, dude, I was, so it's kind of hard for me to like, with the chronological order, but I remember around that time, although I was like going to the gym, I think like, you know, I was like going, there were still moments of like, sometimes I didn't go, but um, I was still like very depressed in San Francisco. And I spent hours of my day just laying down in bed, sitting and laying down in bed. And yo, what I just tell you, like, I really think about that time. Like I wasn't doing shit. Like I so sedentary and like then I would like go randomly lift like a, uh, like a, mm. a, a like a, a barbell with 45 pounds on each side like that sounds so ass backwards right like girl if you have not been training why the fuck are you ego lifting like that you know right. and like um and then um and then like dancing on top of that like there was just a lot of under preparation when it came to my movement uh or my the activities that I chose to do and yeah, I, I would say it was a, a, um, a spectrum of stress, um, depression, anxiety, uh, sedentariness, um, and then lack of under preparation. There were so many elements to it that um, added to it. And I think the reason why the spasms and just the pain was prolonged was because my um, the stress that accumulated from it and my inability to like understand that like that all plays a factor, right? Your mental stress contributes to your physical stress, right? And then if you're constantly just holding tension all the time, like there's no way your body can recover. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just remember like having conversations with Aaron and his business partner, like Scott and TJ, and they would like tell me things and I would just like, was not receptive about it. I was just like, I just need you to adjust my back. 
like, and like, you know, like, or I just like, what is the easiest fix mm-hmm. I can do? Do I need a stretch? Do I need an A, B, and C, you know? And, and there came a point where obviously that, like, that, that mindset changed, but it took a fucking long time. I'm that stubborn client. I was that stubborn client. I feel like hearing you talk about all this stuff just sounds like me yeah. <laughs> right now. But it's like so normal though, you know? And yes, I will say it was very much like you, but that's why it was easy for me to work with you in that sense because I understood, you know, when that's why I always say there's a gift and an injury. And I don't think if I, if I didn't come from that place, I wouldn't have been able to communicate with you the way we, the way we were communicating, you know? Yeah. So for some context, um, last year I danced maybe like three to five hours a day. Um, and then when I didn't dance, I just, I did nothing. I didn't like, I barely stretched. I saw a chiropractor. That was literally the only thing I did. Cause same thing, right? Like chiropractors are magical in the way that like they can, um, fix you instantly, but it's not like a, like a long-term thing who knew. Um, (laughs) and and this is not to like downplay or down talk, like what, uh, chiropractors, acupuncture people do like they're needed, but yes. it's like a level of dependency that our yes. society has on them, right? Where is right. the self-care? Where is the self-efficacy? It's the it's the whole like the way I have I remember t- thinking about this, but like the way that we approach health and medicine, where it's like we're not doing enough to remain healthy, but then mm-hmm. we go and take the medicine that does bring us back to our baseline. Right. It's always going for the quick fix, right? What's the easiest target? Yes. Um, but yeah. And then um, I think after December, I like burnt out and then I didn't no- see this is where my problems came because I did nothing. I hadn't like laying in bed for like all day long. That's probably what I did for the first month of January of 2022. And I mean, then, January um, 2022 was a depressing time. You know, like, I don't blame that too, you. Was- because of um, uh, Omicron, but um but yeah it was a depressing time um and then my body was like oh look remember all the stress you put me through (laughs) (laughs) um still recovering from that but um okay going back to some of the other things you said for example like you started out with and I think a lot of people do have this mindset right like Coachella is coming up um summer is coming up and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. get like a hot girl body yeah Um, and then afterwards I'm just gonna like let it like you know, not have that same mindset again. So like, what is the, like, why is that not sustainable? Um, because people go balls to the walls too fast, like real shit, you know, like people, people think that this is a temporary game or that they only needed to do for, for a certain time. And that comes with like that special event, right? People want something, uh, immediate. People need to know there's something at the end that they're working for, which is fine. Right. But what if we like, what if we change the narrative to like the, the end game or the end goal is longevity and sustainability and living a longer and better, healthier life. You know, it's improving the quality of your life. But nowadays it's, it's, um, it's uh, instant gratification. Right. And I think there's also this level of people are fucking lazy. Like <laughs> I, you know, I, I come from a place like of a, like compassion and like empathy as a coach, you know, but like, that doesn't mean that I'm like too soft or kind, like I'm kind, but like, like, but I'm going to tell you the reality of it. Like nowadays people don't want to do the work and people want to do it the quick way. And, uh, that, that quick way is always going to burn you out the fastest, right? Because it, it's, again, it's us throwing our bodies into things that we're not prepared for. Mm-hmm. And in training too, like, you know, people have this notion that like, 
you have to train, train, train till you're like sore as fuck the next day. Till like mm. you like that, till that lactic acid is building up. You're feeling that no burning pain, sensation. No yeah. And that, that comes with like being an athlete too, right? Right. Like we're raised to known that, like to be known, like if you are not hurting, then you are not succeeding in some way, right? Then you're not doing it right. And, um, and that is so scary. And like, I would never want to enter the training world like that too. So there's like a level of instant gratification. There's a level of like intimidation. Um, there's just a lack of education, right? Like mm. in PE in school, all you're taught is just go run a mile. Right. And that even that was like hard to do, you know, but um, while the effort was there, there's still no, um, there's no like safe entry point or starting point for people to like, uh, to learn about. Because every, everyone's built differently. Everyone has a different capacity, a different training level. And I think there's this like one size fits all for everyone. But that's like mm. the furthest thing from the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I've, um, so, you know, like, like, let's do like an example here, I guess for me, right? Because you've been yeah. very compassionate, understanding. Um, I still find it very hard to be consistent, even with, um, for, for some context too. Um, I do movement snacks now, which is like, they take 15 minutes to do before dancing and honestly it makes such a difference um but every once in a while i'm like (laughs) (laughs) and just for context like movement snacks are just things that i like five to six uh, exercises that i compiled for um justine uh to use as a warm-up uh for her day for her uh for her dancing and maybe to even cap the day and i love to use the term movement snacks because then you're just feeding snacks to your body throughout the day feeding it movement throughout the day because sometimes going to one hour to the gym is impossible for a lot of people. And, and you know, it comes, it. <laughs> yeah, it comes because of like people's responsibilities or time um, and the, or that level of intimidation, you know? So like as a coach, like I have to work with you and I have to like meet you in the middle. What are you, what's realistic to you? What are you going to, what are you going to fucking do? You know? Yeah. So. Um, um, but yeah, I definitely think the movement snacks, like even calling it that is like, Oh, like it's only going to be like, a short <laughs> snack for yeah. my body and I don't have to like yeah take time to go to the gym and yeah I still I still need <laughs> hey, to work on that but we hey. but we worked on it once once a week and I think that's awesome you know and and I think it comes to with like you gotta understand like it's not gonna be upwards this this journey is never upwards the whole time you know so like one week you might not go and I always tell people you have to you have to prepare for prepare to fail Ugh. prepare to be disappointed but it's not something you hold on to right it's a part of it's part of the process yeah I feel like I'm learning a lot more about life <laughs> in general every single time I talk to you I'm like oh. <laughs> I'm glad this is a life thing you know it's not just coming in and like how hard can you train or just training in general right like I, I, I'm working with humans I'm working with people and so are you you know and like so you got to be able to connect on this type of level and 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 explore that part yeah so like um how do i continue to stay on this journey and not give up (laughs) um you look at it so i've been really trying to uh work on the way i uh frame things um around the things that i have to do right as like rather than looking at things as like obligations they're more opportunities right um and like because like at the end of the day, you're going to have to do stuff. You're going to have to go to work. You're going to have to do your movement snacks. And you're going to have to do this, right? That is not going to change. But the opportunity from it can. And those are things that we always get to look forward to, right? Like 
you know, some days I don't want to go to work. I hate waking up at four in the morning. Oh, <laughs> I do not, God. nothing about that that I like, right? But, and like, and the days that I like really wake up and I'm like, I cannot do it today. I, ha- I always kind of like think about like, oh, well, today someone is like really excited to come to, to their 6 a.m. session to like mm. be better, you know, to be better than they were yesterday. And I think for you, it's like today I get to do my snacks so that I don't have to be in pain, you know, or like so that I can dance better, fuller and and greater, you know, and, and if you if you shift your perspective to those kind of like um, outlooks, it's, it, it makes it a lot more digestible and enjoyable. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about Tanya on Instagram at Coach Tons and more about her business at Movement Society. You can find out more about the podcast at mind.in.movement or more about me at justine.wang underscore. Yeah, I think I've been thinking about how like I need to align myself with my future self. Yeah, what is your why? Right, rather than like my past <sighs> reactions, almost. But, you know, I think that dude, that's that's honestly that's that's gold right there. That is uh, <laughs> I think like no, really, because I I also was just having a conversation with um my partner Roy, and I was just saying, you know, I have a very rocky relationship with dance, and I think a lot of it is because I also hold on to like my old my past self, like how. I used to react to dance, uh, how it made me feel, how anxious it made me feel. And um, from there, like, that's like, I go to, uh, I dance with Kalani Mark every Sunday. I'm in his program and I love it so much. Like, but I get so fucking nervous and like scared every time before class to the point where I don't want to go. And it's like, because I'm holding on to like what dance used to be like for me and where I, what, what kind of space it held for me before. And I, I take on to that and I latch it onto it and I bring yes. that energy into the class. And, and then I, and then I get upset because I'm not making any progress, but it's like, bitch, like, you know, with that mindset, ain't nothing going to be fun, you know? Right. <laughs> and I think one thing like that I've been struggling with, like even teaching to other people, um, wondering if you have any ideas is like, how do you just let that go? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hard. I mean, yeah. like, what's your, what's your thought process when you are about to teach a class? Oh, when I'm about to teach a class, the first, mm-hmm. um, right before I don't, so recently I've been really tired, but also that's, you know, every, every aspect of life, <laughs> um, before I got to teach a class, the first, the first, like four hours leading up to it, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> That's how I feel about dance. Going to like, dance. oh, I have to teach class. But the thing is, like, I freaking love teaching. Okay, it's just like yeah. the first, the first like initial before I get into class, I get so kind of what you said. Like, I get worried about um, if this piece is good enough. If um, yeah. I'm gonna be able to deliver my instructions. If people are gonna understand me. Um, if I'm gonna have enough energy, and like, I'm already not having the energy to do it. That's the biggest one. I already yeah. don't have energy. How am I gonna have energy in class? Um, <laughs> But then I think, okay, so I've been thinking about this the whole day, which is like, you know how, um, this is similar, I will tie this back to taking class, but you know how like when you're about to take a shower, yeah, you just think about how comfortable you are in your current clothes and like, you know, like the temperature is great and then you have to like step into the shower and it's like this sudden temperature change and you freaking hate it. Yeah. And then afterwards you're like, oh, I'm so glad I showered. 
Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about <laughs> <laughs> doing anything. Actually, that's what I've been feeling like, like the, the initial of like me wanting to stay in the state is, is causing me to have all these like thoughts and thoughts. Like, negativity. Right. And then I actually get into class and like when I start doing the warmups, especially, and I see people like getting it I think especially maybe give it like 15 to 20 minutes and like people like I see people do the first run through with music I'm like Like, oh it's okay yeah I'm like (laughs) you're like it's fucking fine I'm psycho it's totally fine (laughs) yeah and then like people end up like telling me that they had a great time I think when I see it too I'm like oh like my my energy naturally shifted it wasn't something that I like had to do I think you just like literally said it right there. It's energy, <laughs> right? Like what kind of energy are you carrying into the class? Right? Like if we are constantly just focusing on like the what ifs also on like the what ifs that never happened. Like right. I was going to ask you, I was like, when was the last time you actually came into class and it literally went to shit. And if it did, who cares? <laughs> right? Like I, I really had to think about these things too. And it's like, why am I trying to be so perfect? Because perfection Uh. doesn't fucking even exist, right? And like, we just, we are striving to be perfect and like, uh, have people judge us, A, B, and C, but it's like, one, people are showing up to learn from you. I think that says so much already, right? And then two, it's like, I was uh, listening to the podcast, by by the way, Mindset Mentor by Rob Dial kind of changed my life a little bit. I I start my day with him every morning, but he just talks about how like, it's not that we're aiming to be perfect, but we're just, um, we're scared. We're, We're trying to avoid failure. Mm. like we're, we're scared to fail right but like it goes back to like why <laughs> yeah you know like it, life is about making mistakes and learning from them if you don't do if you don't make mistakes you're never going to get better you know and and that comes with like even if you're a leader or if you're a teacher right you're you're just as much as a teacher as you are a student and vice versa and I, I think we forget that like even though we're in leadership roles it's okay if we are not not fulfilling everything we had hoped for or things don't turn out the way we wanted it to because that's fucking life you know and and again it goes back to the um opportunity versus obligation i have to go teach class today no i get to go fucking teach people some dope ass choreography that i made and people are willing to pay for and come learn from me i always tell you just i'm like you're a dope mover and you're a dope create creator artist you know and like um i was so moved by that footage from the two car studio as well with like what you had wrote and even my own mentor like reached out to me and he was like, Oh, um, he goes, I just, I just love reading about these types of journeys. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Justine was a hard one. I was like, this was a tough one. Okay. I was like, and I was so proud of her. And like, so you being able to like go on your journey, work through the things that you have, and then be able to like showcase that through art is like even crazier. And like the fact that you get to share that art, with other people who are willing to exchange that type of energy with you is so fucking cool. And then, so these are the things that personally for me, like even with my own training, like when I'm working with people, like that energy is the same, it's the same for me. Like it's all about energy and who you get to work with and who you're surrounding yourself with. So if those are the things that you can remember and keep in mind, like I promise you, like you will actually be excited, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and I think you will, that level of fear and anxiety will always be there. But it's a matter of like, are you going to let it control you or not? Yeah, this just became a whole affirmation for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> it's really, it's actually mildly uncomfortable because usually in these podcasts, I'm just like asking the other person the question. And now it's like, I'm just hearing someone talk 
<laughs> Please talk back. I mean, this is, I mean, I always, I always tell you, like, it's so fun talking to you um, because we always get like weirdly, really deep into yeah. life. But like, no, I freaking love it. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like these same thoughts carry with me, especially going to the gym. I'm sure a lot of people have these thoughts, but it's like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I look awkward doing this or like, am I going to be able to pick up this weight? <laughs> are people staring at me? And I'm going to tell you, no, because people have, like you said, people have the same thoughts and people are just like, have their own, like people are so caught up on themselves in there, either because they're just as scared or because their ego is through the roof. Like, ain't nobody like thinking about what is that person? Unless you're doing, I don't know. You, I know you've seen some funny ass shit. People like people do at the gym. Unless you're one of those people, ain't nobody got eyes on you. And like, some things that I've like encouraged some clients to do is like, if you're nervous, bring a friend. Bring a friend. Yeah. You know, have them do the movement snacks with you, you know? Or like, also it's like, if you're thinking about weights, okay, then start writing down the weights that you use that you know how much you did last week so that you do the same this week and then you just increase the reps and then you're like okay well 10 pounds is easy great what's the next one 12 or 15 right um it's being it's just being strategic yeah I don't know why it sounds so exciting when you're talking about it and then when I go (laughs) that's my job baby (laughs) fitness is fun but fitness fun (laughs) yeah you definitely embody that I feel like I've definitely I haven't seen or like I I mean I I do interact with a couple of fitness trainers before but I haven't seen them with this amount of like excitement towards it it's you know it's 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 a beautiful thing when you get to invest in it in a way where it's personal and then you get to work with others whose whose journey is just as personal for them it's dude it's it's so fucking cool because people don't do it nowadays no one puts themselves first and if they do it's like in the most vain way which is fine but like bro this shit is like the real stuff (laughs) gosh like i don't know it's just so nice to see i don't know somebody is somebody living their um best lives while also like impacting people is like such a great thing yeah you know? I mean you get to tell me that I get to do that for your job get the fuck out of here <laughs> I feel that and, but you are doing the same and that's where you, I say you come in because it's like you're a dance teacher yeah with yeah. you know psychology stuff which is like great like honestly like I mean I am very grateful to be able to do that and then um I think I understand um where you're coming from right because I like when people do end up being more confident in class like they walked into class feeling really like stuck in their perfectionist fears right and then yeah. like being able to watch them shake loose of that is really empowering but I think I I don't know why it's like the focus I have is always like okay how do I how do I get that to happen again and like what if it doesn't happen again <laughs> you know what I'm yeah but just know that like you just doing you like being the teacher that you are and like you talking about what you just did like when you keep your intentions genuine and just like focus on that it just unravels on its own man like no yeah I think I I really have a hard time just letting that happen I don't know like (laughs) but then like you but then if you really think about it you do just let it happen once you once you start talking once you start teaching it literally just happens wild it literally just happens like yeah I, I used to be the same way I I'm a nervous wreck when it comes to public speaking. Um, even I was mentioning to you before this, like I get so nervous about these things, but oh my gosh, if you would have seen me 2020 
doing an IG live class, my business partners still make fun of me for this day because when I get nervous, I just start laughing so much and it's like I'm laughing and I'm talking and I have no idea what the fuck I'm saying. But like till this day, like Carl will also be like, I'm so proud of you. Like your public speaking has has made miles, milestones. And I'm like, bro, I know because like I am just like, oh, like nervous wreck can't talk my hands are, I get stage fright my hands are sweaty I'm like about to shit myself <laughs> yeah like that's that. how nervous I would get you know and you know I get like that with dance that's where I'm at with dance I'm not like that with like training and that anymore so I'm trying to really connect the dots and like bring that same energy because I'm like I'm not afraid to fail in training but like dance there's something about something about it where I'm like I need to be perfect and it's like yours literally I know I'm like the furthest thing from perfection there's so like and like p- even picking up choreo was is so hard for me, and that's why I was like, wow, just you just like drop all these things. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like there's a science behind this. Let me let there me use is. it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that process of okay, because I do want to talk about like the mental process of being a dancer, right? Mm-hmm. Um. What is it that you're scared of? This is suddenly a therapist session. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I'm is it I'm so scared session. of? So yeah. like. The thing that I struggle with is like retaining choreo, but I think that comes from me overthinking. Mm. I'm like, I'm using my brain more than my body. So there's a disconnect for me sometimes. Um, And then because I'm so focused in, then my body is tense and then I don't know how to move it well, you know? Um, And there also comes a point too where like, I think maybe like Kalani's like Sundays are on the advanced side so they're mm. starting through choreo like in 15 minutes that's the way he's that's because he's like industry style right so right. you know I can get in a group of things and like I'm like I'm doing great and picking up the choreo but you maybe like the last 15 minutes for some whatever reason like I'll just lose it all and I can't bounce back there is no bouncing back for me and I just it's like so defeating so I say it stems from choreo retention. That's the thing that I worry about the most, but I know it's like, bitch, if you just kind of like let yourself live a little bit, like your body will also go towards like muscle memory. That's, that's training. Yeah. That's what I do here, you know, but right. I just can't, I haven't accessed or like tapped into that point yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I never got to the other aspect of these TikTok reels or Instagram reels, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Um, but most of the time people are not struggling with choreo retention, which is what you said, right? Yeah. People are struggling with like, the mental blockage because you actually know this you actually said that your body knows it but it's your mind that's holding you back yeah and um we just have a hard time trusting ourselves yeah we have a hard time trusting ourselves in terms of like our unconscious bodies yes right um I think there's a such an emphasis on like conscious thinking and like processing and um, control and control yes um which us having a conscious this makes us think that we have control but we don't because the the actual your consciousness of your brain is about like what like 10% of everything else that you know so like mm-hmm. why are you letting that 10% control 100% your other of your 90%, time right your under 90% yeah. of your time that is so crazy because like actually I like tying into what you said like I'm a very firm believer of how we live our life and how we talk how we converse uh is a reflection of sorry vice versa how we dance is a hard reflection of how we move through life yes talking thinking a b and c yes and um i'm very like 
I need to be on A, B, and C. I need to know what's going to happen. I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like being things thrown at me. I, I am, uh, I hate it. Like, but I'm, I, I know that's something that I've been working on. But I realized that one time I was taking Devin Solomon's class, mm-hmm. and I was, bitch, I was killing it. I was yeah. like, yeah, you know. But the second I realized I was like doing really well, I was mm. like, oh shit. I was like, oh my god. I was like, because I, I was so used to not thinking. But the second I tapped in and thought about how I was not thinking, that's when literally the last 20 minutes of class, I was like, well, there it goes. I was like, that really sucks. Because I was like in the groove of it, you know? And um, yeah. and I, and, but I went home and I journaled, journaled and I said, oh, like, this is what people say when, they're, when they dance. This is what people mean when they dance. And they're, they're, there's nothing on their mind. They're just dancing. That is yes. what dancing is about, right? It's, it's, it's effortless in that sense, in the, in the consciousness. You're just responding to the music. You're, you're living, right? And I was like, wow, that is what people mean. And I was like, that is so terrifying. Like, it is absolutely is terrifying. So scary, but I was like, it's so cool. I was like, and I want more of that. But, I, but it, it showed me like how much I, I feel the need to be in control all the time. And I never thought of that myself in that way. But I realized I was like, I am very uncomfortable with like losing control. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But like something like Brene Brown says is like, you never had contro- control. You, all you had was anxiety. <laughs> who's who's Renee Brown? Renee that, Brown. Oh my gosh, she is a vulnerability shame researcher. What is uh Brene? Brene B R E N E Brown. She's actually the person that inspired this whole podcast because her podcasts are amazing. Um, I will quote her for the rest of my life. I would love to work with her manifesting it right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, yeah, we we've never had control. We've just had anxiety. Is what she yes, said? something like that. Yeah. She has multiple books, um, Gifts of Imperfection. I love that. Um, Atlas of the um, Heart, where she like writes down all these emotions and like why we feel them and like how to move move through them. Ooh, so I'm great. excited. She, she's a great researcher. Um, I will quote her for the rest of my life. But that literally makes so much sense. We have like control and anxiety. Like Yeah. Right. We never had control. It was just anxiety. Um, You know, the thing that actually got me because I used to be the same way, like towards the last 15 minutes of groups. I'm like, oh, my God, like I I, like I need to do well. Yeah. Like, But, you know, what's weird is like uh, something that Carlo also always says is like it's not it's not you doing your best and your best is up here. You've been doing your best in class so like why is it that like when groups come up and the camera turns on you suddenly think that you have to do something else different right don't um but anyways I know something that I started practicing um maybe like the last like towards the end of 2021 um like what was when the music comes on I'm like all right like all right body or like all right like let's like thank you for getting me through class I'm gonna let you take over okay like I'm gonna let you take over and thank you music for guiding me through and let's just do this (laughs) I love that I think that like and that itself is like kind of a source of affirmation right like you're speaking it into existence and and you're thanking your body because it did get you that far yeah your body's gonna thank you for that because like bitch I've been working and insane you know (laughs) yeah so that's how I like get my mind to shut off for that like one minute <laughs> for a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to use that, you know, and I, I've been really working on like, just before entering class, like um, just talking to myself, like getting my mindset ready um, because, you know, your mindset is really going to be the, the prime to everything, right? It's your warm up, Right. Right. 
Yeah. And it takes time. But yeah. Um, pivoting a little bit because I Mm want to get into the business aspect of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know how much time we have for this, but what's it like running a business? (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) I feel you right there. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend, but also 10 10 out of 10 don't recommend. (laughs) Um, Wow. Uh, you ever see that meme that says like, quit your corporate nine to five to work 24 seven for yourself? <laughs> That's what uh, I feel like it sometimes. Is, and it's so true. And it takes a sort of person. It t- takes a sort of grit. Um, it also takes a sort of like kindness uh, to run your own business and to be your own boss. Um, mm, I've never heard that part. Yeah, because um, I've ran myself down to the ground endless amount of times and I still do I probably say I'm still doing it right now um and it's so fucking hard and if you don't give your if you can't appreciate how far you've gone and what you've done um and you can't be kind to yourself in that aspect you will not survive you will Mm. literally not survive um people think it's all about work 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 right and it is to a point right to an extent but if you can't slow down every so often to worry about the things and or care about the things outside of work. It literally nothing matters. You you asked me a question on that on that form or, or said the questionnaire and it said something about what is a reoccurring theme or lesson yes. um, that keeps popping up. Yes. And for me it's it's uh it's been this balance between life and work. And I've been having a lot of hard, I've been having a harder time really wanting to put life first. And um, yeah, it it, it just comes from this like, this like, um, this need to not disappoint other people and um, whether it's my clients, my mentors, or, you know, people who are looking at me on Instagram. uh, I just, and then with the gym opening, I'm just like, I just feel this constant pressure that's really just coming from me, you know? And, and then I keep making this excuse. Well, this is, this is, um, this is running a business. This is opening a gym. It's going to be like this. It has to be like this, you know, or else like, it's not going to, it's not going to succeed, you know, and, or you don't, you don't care as much to the point where I even like thought about like sacrificing, like my intimate relationship, like just my relationship with like Roy, mm-hmm. like had to ask him the other day, I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it because like, I just care about work way too much. I'm like, who the fuck says that? Like, that is so <laughs> fucked up. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's know? understandable, but yeah. You know, and, and that is something that has been like in front of me, uh, these past two years. And I, and it, it does make you realize like, okay, like how much is enough and how much is worth it. And like, how much are you willing to sacrifice? And at the end, all for what? Right. I was going to ask that. Yeah. All for what? For my health, um, for my, uh, for my relationships with my friends and my family for fun, you know, like, where's the, where's fun? Like, what does that even mean anymore? You know, for me. And, um, and you, I've, I've embedded this into you for a very long time. And let me tell you something like, I only talk about it with you because I know what it's like to like feel, to go through burnout constantly, you know, and like, it's the worst feeling ever. 
you know, yeah. you lose passion in what you want to do yeah. with your career. And then you, you lose passion for life. And that's so like, then you're just floating. You're just existing. And that is, that's, that's, that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. but on the other side, sorry, business is great. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. Business is great. Like you, I get to like, I get to do what I love. I get to work with great people. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm working 24-7 in a sense, but at the same time, I do operate at my own hours. Yeah, I know what you so, mean. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> no, I totally get that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I feel like you and I are very similar. Like, yeah, I, I'm I, the I same feel it way. Too. Like, I'm yeah. the same way where it's like, work pro- like is my number one priority. And I almost like love work. Like, I like to work. Me too. Is that, is that unhealthy? Like, no, like it's not. What we do, you know? I love, like, I love working when it comes to, like, you know, stuff that I want to do. Yeah. And I think, like, uh, for me, it's it's really tied into maybe this is the way I like deal with death, but like, the, like, it's really tied to like the, the kind of impact I want to leave on the world. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that number one is the thing that matters to me the most, actually. Is yeah, to you want to make something me. out of your life, right? And for life. Um, yes. <laughs> one of my friends was like, um, the question was like, what do you think Justine's biggest fear is? And she was like, you know, probably um, that all your work went to waste. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I thought it was a fear of rejection or fear of something. No, it's definitely that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, the only reason I feel like taking care of myself sometimes is so that I can work again. <laughs> but like, yes and no. It's like, right. You got to fill your cup to fill. Cause you're, you're in the job of filling other people's cups. Right. Yes. And so, yes, you do have to take care of yourself so that you can continue working, but that should not be the core reason you know like like, you know know, right as I say that to you I'm like you know yeah exactly but I do have a different like I also have another like priority which is like uh so that like my partner and my dogs (laughs) can live a better life you know like so that we don't have to jump from like apartment to apartment or like um so that in the end we don't have to work 24 7 what does not what does working 24 7 look like not working 24 7 look like i'm not really sure i haven't crossed that bridge but i'm sure it's gonna be cool once i allow myself to do that (laughs) yeah it's it's hard out here because yeah because it'd be nice to just not but then i'm like yeah i also need money (laughs) yeah you know but you know we that's not where we're at right now Oh, maybe someday. I feel like recently too, like having to worry about money and my health. And it's like, oh, I miss the days where I just dance. And to think that, to think that I wasted so much of my time during dancing, comparing myself to everybody else when that's like the greatest joy in the world. I don't know. It's like, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Antoine Troop, he just recently uh, put out an Instagram reel and he talks about how, like, how, cycle are we to spend all this time in dance with the primary focus of just comparing ourselves to someone like when everyone's journey is just so different he goes what a waste of time that's like so pathetic and it's so disheartening you know and that hits home because that's all I do in in so many aspects not just dance you know and why when we have one life and we we are an individual of ourselves you know like there's no one there are people like us. We're like me and you are, are similar, but we're not the same, right. you know? So it's like, why would we spend hours just thinking about things that don't even make sense mm-hmm. and that, that don't benefit us in any way, you know? 
Seriously. It's um, Eddie, but like, I mean, I'm going to hop off this and like still compare myself to someone right. else. <laughs> no, so this is the reality of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. There's actually a um, battle happening soon that I'm going to go to. It's called Ladies First. And oh, Ladies First. Um, and I'm you, like, I know I'm like, should I, should I, I don't know. Cause I haven't, I haven't been able to like freestyle, like choreograph for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel really rusty, but it's also like an all women space. And it's like, there's literally a category oh. for like beginner freestylers or you should totally go why wouldn't you you know like right I'm just putting my personal life on this podcast today but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's your podcast girl come on now I usually don't I really don't like share to this extent but thanks yeah this is a conversation you know um yeah. I, I really think I would I would I totally think you should because then the, you do it once you're like wasn't that bad I'm gonna do it again and then you're just like and then you're just like a non-stop battler yeah and my body feels a lot better today to (laughs) so take advantage of it that's why (laughs) but that okay so then it goes back to like why do i do my movie snacks so that i can do things like go into a cypher all right all right (laughs) me um last question before i go into the rapid fire questions Mm -hmm. um so we talked about kindness and self-care right yeah um Let's tie everything together. What does that look like in your fitness journey, but also just your journey in life, period? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's hard because like uh, self-care is still very difficult for me. Um, the, the capacity of my work uh, it, it pushes me into a space where like it's really hard for me to care for myself because I'm just like, I'm just spent. I'm taxed uh, before the day starts and then when the day ends. But um, self-care for me in an ideal world, that's something that I'm working towards right now, is um, it's making time for myself. Um, It's giving myself space to not do anything, Uh, have a cup of coffee in the morning and eat breakfast. That alone is very difficult for me to do because of the times that I have to wake up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so something that I've, an idea that I've been playing with myself is waking up earlier. And that, the waking up earlier sounds torturous, but what I'm excited about is to lollygag in the morning a little bit. Like, um, like I said, make that coffee, eat some breakfast, um, read a book. Uh, I've been really getting into like reading more because I feel so stupid. Because I'm just constantly, I'm like doom scrolling on my phone all the time. And um, uh, yeah, a podcast I was listening to was like saying like billionaires wake up like two hours before they have to so that they can do them and like read books. And it's like, they're always just constantly trying to better themselves. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. I'm like, these guys have an endless agenda and here they are like still making time for themselves, you know? Mm. And I was like, if they can do it, like I can do it too, you know? And um, that self-care is also looking like, uh, honestly, staying off social media, uh, not a lot, but like a little bit more than yesterday, right? The second I realize that I'm just doom scrolling, I just actually just put my phone away. The second I start to harvest really negative thoughts and go into like a deep hole about, um, me not doing enough because Instagram will do that to me. It will immediately tell me you are not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I'll close the book. I'll close the phone, put it away. And then I'll start reading, um, you are a badass. 
anytime I feel any sort of self-doubt, I will pick up that book and just read a chapter. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back. Yes. I'm back. I'm present again, you know? Um, today, I took a cold shower for the first time um, because it's supposed to like- uh, Help you. Help you, elevate yeah. your mood, uh, cause you to help you respond to stress a little bit better. Um, yeah, that was- it wasn't as pleasant as unpleasant as I thought it would be. So okay. like, I want to try to make that a little bit more of a ritual. Um, yeah. And then also it's um, spending time with Roy and my dogs, like being present while they're talking to me. It's, it's hard because Roy, we live very different lives. He works from home. He's in front of a computer. I'm talking to people all day. So like when I get home, he's ready to chop it up. Like he's ready to go. He's like, babe, I missed you. And then like this happened. ABC. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, just give me five minutes, please. Like, I'm about yeah. to cry because I'm like so tired. But it's like, you know, I'm in a relationship, and it's like, these are the this is the medium that I have to meet with him if I want to make this work, you know. And of course, I want to make this work. So, um, just having more time for for him, the dogs, and my family, and just those are the small things that are filling my cup right now. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, <laughs> questions. Because I wanted yeah. to keep talking, but I said I feel like it's a good like start. Yes, start and end <laughs> of this podcast at least. Um, okay, yay! Um, a song that you always listen to when you work out. <laughs> oh, I had to open my Spotify for this one. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with "Let's Go" by Trick Daddy, Big D, and Twista. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna, no, you I'm gonna one? add this right um, now. You're gonna once you hear it, you're gonna laugh because it's like fucking like. Uh, <laughs> you're just gonna laugh it's like in your face it's a throwback all right yeah yeah I realize a workout playlist is so important um oh, I know you already answered this mm-hmm. but just to have you say it one more time in a more concise way um a hard lesson that life keeps throwing at you in your face um I'm going to give you a two-parter for this one actually okay. since I already said the the, the work-life balance right okay. that is the hardest part and um, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore to be happy. That has been very like prominent in my life lately because look, like work is going to be hard. This is the growing pains of running a small business and, and just opening a gym and life is going to be hard. There are so many other aspects, but it's like, what are we just going to fixate on that and be depressed and upset all the time? Like, I'm really learning to find not happiness, but joy in the smaller things and the the constant things, you know. What's the difference? Joy. I I had a a conversation with Sean Reese about this because he brought this to my attention. What what was the difference? Yeah. Him and actually Ellen Kim, we we, Mm. we shared a conversation about separately, but, and it was just like, joy is like, um, it's like a feeling and it's, it's a, and it can, it's, it's more attainable. Okay. And it could be like the smaller things, right? Versus like happiness is a very like, it's short term. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think I asked this, but um, actually this reminds me, I think Brene Brown said something like this that was like, or I don't know if it was her, but um, happiness is because something is happening and joy is something that you can bring from yourself 
no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like associated with ha- happiness and happenings. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. <laughs> and I think that also comes with like, people have to understand, like, you gotta, gotta practice both. Yes. Right. People think that I used to think that happiness um, was the destination. Mm. Right. Um, so every time it left, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. But you just like you got to practice gratitude, you got to practice happiness. And that comes with like, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore to be happy. Right. Oh, my God. This is a podcast I will listen to for the rest of my life. Um, OK, <laughs> um, if you could eat anything in the world, no matter how rare or expensive, without that shitty feeling afterwards, what would it be? If anyone knows me, the answer is boiling crab. <laughs> I feel that. I actually yeah, just had boiling crab the other it. day, and the sleep, my sleeping was I terrible. I saw that, and I was so jealous. But like, I used to work at boiling crab. I worked there for years, and I was still obsessed with it. It's <laughs> the worst thing for you, the worst thing you can do to your body, but it's the best thing you can do for your mouth. That's what she said. But. <laughs> <laughs> But like, dude, it's so fucking fire. Yeah, and you oh, feel yeah. like a piece of shit after, but like, whatever. <laughs> terrible. I slept so terribly. But it <laughs> sure. was so good. But it was so good. <laughs> okay. Something about yourself that you love? Mm. <laughs> something that I... Uh, something about, these questions are always the hardest. I did not see this one. I came over here. Um, I'm very curious. I really like to learn and I think what I love about myself is I like learning with other people from mm-hmm. other people I'm like never scared to ask for help because I think that everyone serves a purpose in life right and one of my purposes is to help other people but I'm not the only person so I want to be able to utilize other people's purpose to help me in the things that I'm I'm not like efficient or knowledgeable in you know so so yeah I love that Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly I know you shared multiple quotes but a quote <laughs> or affirmation that really resonates with you uh, a quote or an affirmation that really resonates with me yep um, honestly I am a badass period <laughs> <laughs> you know like I, I, I am 1000% always like doubting myself a little bit less than before but like these are things that I like legit just like tell myself before I have to go into something like even like this or like before dance class or going into a work day you know and like um maybe it sounds a little vain but like if you don't believe in yourself like who the fuck is you know I gotta be my own cheerleader you know so uh, I am a badass and I am capable I think I am capable is something that I always have to like you we all gotta find ourselves capable and you are absolutely so are you oh, thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for your time this oh my was gosh, so you're great so welcome i it really so fun. really enjoyed this probably one of my my favorite podcasts uh to to talk on and, and share with it was really fun thank you Thank you so much, Tanya, first of all, for this whole conversation and for providing me some space to share about myself. I really feel like I feel so vulnerable whenever I talk about myself. So thank you so much. And an update, I did go to Ladies First, got my ass whooped, but we did it. So um, again, thank you so much for dropping so much knowledge. And everything that you tell me is are lessons that I will be living by. 
if you're a listener i really hope you found that as insightful as i did and yeah trying to build a lot more consistency so getting these episodes on time is definitely what i'm working on thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you next week <laughs>